You are listening to a podcast from Influence Church. We hope it encourages and empowers you to make a difference in your world for the kingdom of God. For any more information, visit our website, influencechurch.co.uk. Enjoy the message. Fantastic. Hey, good morning, church. So great to be with you. And uh, if you are here for the first time at Influence Church, we do want to give you a massive welcome. We're glad to have you with us for the first of our Christmas services. We've got our Christmas special today. Next week, we've got carols by candlelight. And then in two weeks' time, it is Christmas Day itself. And so uh, here, uh, exclusively in Richmond, in all of our locations, we're having these services over the next couple of weeks. But just here in Richmond on Christmas Day, we'll be back for our Christmas Day praise at 11 o'clock on Christmas Day. We'd love you to uh, join us for that. But didn't our mini heroes, kids, and our Elevate youth do a fantastic job then? Just leading us together. And uh, didn't our um, Cumbrian church family do an interesting job of uh, relate? At least there was no talking animals in this year's video. I was, I was glad for that. I know, Luke, you missed out on that, but everybody else was glad for it. But uh, listen, it's my job today to help bring some clarity to all of the stuff that we're talking about today, all the things we're watching, all the things we're singing, and help bring some clarity to what we're celebrating this Christmas. Because if we're not careful, uh, sometimes what's right in front of you can be lost because we're focusing on all the other stuff that's going on. That actually something that's right in our face cannot be clear to us because when we lose our focus, because we're surrounded by all the other things, it's a little bit like sometimes uh, one of those Where's Wally books. Anybody know what I'm talking about with Where's Wally? There's one thing that you're looking for, but on the page in front of you is every other thing in the world that could possibly be on a page, and you're just trying to find one thing that is significant on that page, and sometimes it's hard to focus. a little bit like when you're walking or driving through thick fog, and you used to be able to see kind of miles in front of you. You used to be able to stand up on that view that looks over um, and up by the race course, and you can normally see right across the town, but now you can't really see in front of your hand. Sometimes it's a little bit like that, or, or perhaps uh, one of those moments, parents, where you go into the kid's bedroom. Just one thing you're looking for, just that one small thing, just that one toy, or just that one missing piece of Lego for you to be able to complete the Star Wars set, but every other toy and book that you've bought for the last nine years is strewn across the floor, and so it's hard to find one thing. Or I was thinking this week, perhaps if you're a local driver, and we all know that it's important to focus on the road, but when you turn that bend at Skibi, and suddenly now you are blinded by more lights than you've ever seen in your At some point, I think it moves from Christmas spectacular to like health and safety issue uh, for the people driving through Skibi. Maybe you've had those moments where it's, you know that you need to focus on something, but you're surrounded and there's so much of the chaos going on around. And so my job this morning is to help try and bring some focus and some clarity. Because if we're not careful this Christmas, Christmas can be full of tradition, but we lose the truth. We can be full of all sorts of stuff going on. We're going through the motions of Christmas, but we can easily, if we're not careful, in going through the motions, miss the meaning of what this is all about. And so I'm glad that you're in church this morning, that you've taken time to, in the midst of everything else that's going on, say, actually, I want to remember something of the truth. I want to get back to that point. This is what the Bible says in Matthew chapter 1, when it talks to us 
about that nativity story that we've seen beautifully relayed by our children or interestingly retold by our church in, uh, in Penrith and Workington. And in, uh, after we read the passage that we're all familiar with in terms of the angel appearing to Mary and the appearing to Joseph and the nativity scene uh, being laid out, in Matthew chapter 20, uh, verse 1, sorry, verse 22, says this, All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophets. So all of this, everything that we remember, all of those traditional nativity scenes, all of those weird versions that are being retold in primary schools up and down the country, all of this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophets, that the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. So what scripture tells us about Christmas, what the Bible reminds us in the midst of everything else that's going on is that all of this took place to bring about fulfilling God's purposes on earth. That there was a heavenly father, the almighty God, the creator of the world who had a purpose that he wanted to see fulfilled on earth. And that's why Jesus came. That's why we celebrate this nativity. So there's a purpose to Christmas that is bigger than tradition. There's a purpose to Christmas that is bigger than all of the festive outfits and the Christmas jumpers, as beautiful as some of you look this morning. There's a purpose to Christmas that's bigger than the family gatherings and the presents. I hate to tell you there's a purpose that's bigger this Christmas than mince pies. I know for some of you that's all you're living for, and we can debate afterwards where you can buy the mince pie, and those of you who hate mince pies, blah, 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 blah. But there's a purpose that's bigger, and that purpose hasn't changed. That purpose that began over 2,000 years ago still hasn't changed. Now, even in our lifetime, and I feel old and say, sound old when I say these things, even in my lifetime, and for some of you, you've got many more years, many more Christmases on the clock than me this morning, uh, but there are some things that have changed even in our traditional Christmas celebrations, things that have developed over the years. I'm sorry to tell you that some of your decorations, they're now old-fashioned. They're outdated, some of your decorations. As you're dragging them out this Christmas, just think, should I really be putting this up on the wall? If you put it up in 1975, should I still be putting it up today? Some of our decorations that they've now developed and changed, they're no longer fashionable. Some of the gifts that we used to give, traditional gifts, perhaps might not be seen as relevant in today's society. Even some of the, the traditional food that we eat, some sometimes as, as Christmas, has developed over the years. And so I'm quite happy with this because I can then insert my own personal opinion. Now, I'm a little bit late for this year, but I am going to start a campaign for 2023 to get Sprouts cancelled. I, I just think enough is enough, right? We, we live in a time now where, where if you spread enough lies, then anyone can get cancelled. Anything can get cancelled. So, so now's the time. Sprouts have been just, you know, interfering with our lives for way too long, just putting pressure on people. You know, we shouldn't be seen to be having to do something that we're not comfortable with. So, so 2023, now's the time. If you love the Sprouts, just give me the, the Sprout lovers. I mean, apparently I'm in the minority. But that doesn't matter because my opinion counts. So this year, eat all of the sprouts you can because 2023 sprouts are cancelled. We're going to start that campaign. If you need to start early, you can join with me. I need some kind of celebrities on side, some social media influences that can help us kind of get this through. Um, but things have changed, right? And, and even in more recent years, some of the traditions of how we give gifts 
have developed and changed because gifts no longer have to be physical. You can give the gift of an experience. I don't know if anybody have had this, and if you've bought it for somebody this year, then you don't need to give it away. You can give the gift of an experience. So you can open up a, a present, it's an envelope for a, a helicopter ride. You can give the gift of that experience or a kind of a day at the spa. You can give that five tracks around kind of the, the racing track in a Lamborghini. We gave that to our son when he was 13 years old. Um, you can give the gift of an experience of somebody to have a, go, have a go in a glamping pod. I'm not sure it ever can be considered a gift for somebody to go glamping, but maybe that's an idea for somebody's Christmas present this year. It's, it's now possible for you to give the gift of an experience, and, and we had one of those goes down in, in, in family history, dramatic moments at a Christmas. Uh, a few years ago, probably, I don't know, seven or eight years ago, uh, when our boys were both still in primary school, uh, we gave them, uh, as a big gift that Christmas, we gave an experience. And so to Asher, we were giving tickets, I think, to go on a stadium tour around uh, Anfield. He's a big Liverpool fan. And to Noah, we were giving theatre tickets. Now, Noah's a lot younger than Asher. And it was that on that dramatic side of Christmas where... Um, it, th this present was not understood. And I think we handled it all wrong. We, we got the big box. And inside the big box was a smaller box. And inside the smaller box was another small. And so there was multiple layers of boxes. There was multiple layers of wrapping. We were building up the anticipation. This is a really special present. You're going to love this present. But the present was getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And so when we finally got to the moment and they opened up envelopes and they received a piece of paper that told them they were going to an event in a few months' time... Nobody wants tears and tantrums on a Christmas morning. And so we realized we kind of handled that all wrong because at the time, Noah didn't understand that an experience could be a gift just because it wasn't physically in front of them. Now, the experience was, was understood. And the reason I'm kind of telling you all of this is that maybe this Christmas... Maybe not just on Christmas Day, but actually as you start to unpack, maybe starting today and you can start to explore this for yourself, that you can understand and you can have that transformational moment where you realize that perhaps the best gift you could ever receive is not something that we can understand, but something we get to experience. Something that isn't just there for a moment, but actually something that can become part of our lives, something that we can experience for many, many years to come. Something transformational that becomes part of your life. Because what we truly celebrate at Christmas, the significance of what is behind of everything we're doing today and everything we'll celebrate over the next few weeks, the real celebration of Christmas was not just that a baby was born. The real celebration of Christmas was not that a tradition was started. It's not that it, there was a moment that we now remember. We are celebrating this Christmas that Christ came to earth so that you and I could experience new life that we could experience a life that can't be achieved by any other means. There's certain things that you can do, that you can attain to, that you can achieve, that you can earn, status that you can get to in life. But there is a, a life, the Bible tells us, that only is available to us when we connect our life to the creator of life itself. And that's why we celebrate Christmas. Not just a moment that we remember, but a way that was made for us. See, everything you've seen, everything you've heard today is focused around that same theme that Pastor Sof talked to us about from the scripture in John chapter 1, verse 14. That in the message translation says, The word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. That Jesus, as the Son of God, was willing to leave the comfort of heaven, to leave the perfection of heaven, to come down in human form and enter our world being born 
in a barn, leaving the, the place of majesty, leaving the place where he was enthroned in the heavenly realms. He was what the Bible calls God incarnate, God in human form, who came down to dwell amongst us. Now, why, why would an almighty God lower himself in this way? Why would the creator of the universe need to come down and be part of the community with everyday ordinary people like you and me? Why would he need to come to dwell among us? Well, that's, that's the nature of God. That's the compassion of God. That's the love of God that he would leave for us, that he would leave the beauty of heaven and step into the brokenness of humanity. That's what we're celebrating this Christmas, that God loved us enough to leave that place of safety, to leave that place of peace and joy and eternal purpose and security for this one purpose. Not for a multi-purpose, for this one purpose that you and I could experience the gift of life. That's why Jesus came. That's why he left heaven and entered the brokenness of humanity. That's why he came down to dwell among us, to be real in our lives, so that you and I could know, not just for a moment, but for eternity, the experience of living life in all its fullness. John chapter 1 verse 4, earlier in that passage says, In him, that's in Jesus, in him was life. And that life was the light to all mankind. In him was life, and that life was the light to all mankind. What, what is this life that God wants us to experience? What is it about our lives that means we're not experiencing this life? Because as far as you're aware and I'm aware, if you walked into church this morning, you had life. That you were living and breathing enough that you could get out of your homes and into the house of God this morning. So all of us have physical life. But actually when Jesus talks about bringing life, when scripture tells us that he was the life and he came to bring life to us, what life was it? Because it wasn't just the ability to breathe because you already had that when you woke up this morning. But he came so that we could experience a life in abundance, a life that Jesus calls life in all its fullness. Because you can have a, an existence of life. You can be going through the motions of life, eat, work, sleep, repeat. You can have physical life and yet not be experiencing an abundant life, not be experiencing a life that is filled with peace despite the circumstances around us, a life that knows joy no matter what season or, or situation we're in, a life that knows security and stability in the middle of a changing world, in the middle of a world where people are filled with anxiety and stress and depression, you can still know in the midst of a dark time the light of hope in your life, the light that brings joy, the light that brings peace. And it says, in him was life, and that life was the light to all mankind. Here's the thing this morning. This life that Jesus came to bring, the reason that we are celebrating all of this at Christmas, is because this is available to all mankind. Nobody, therefore, is excluded from this promise. Nobody is excluded from this invitation because this is for all mankind. This isn't just for the special. This isn't just for the elite. This isn't just for those who were raised in a religious household. This isn't just for those who were born in a certain time or in a certain place. Jesus is the light to all mankind. And instantly sometimes what happens when, when you 
enter an environment like this, and, and maybe this morning you wouldn't identify yourself as a Christian. And so you come in here, and suddenly in your mind, when we say, well, this light, this life that Jesus came to bring, it's for everyone. Sometimes we, in our own minds, put up all of the reasons why we must be excluded from that. Oh, it's okay for them, but you don't know what, what I've done. It's for those kind of people because they've behaved a certain way, but you don't know where I've been. You don't know what I've done. And maybe I don't, but there is an almighty God who knows you, who loves you, and made a way for you to come into this life that Jesus is talking about. This life of what Christmas is all about. So there isn't just something that we hear of. It isn't just something that we celebrate, but it becomes something that we get to experience. See, it's the experience of life, the fullness of life that Jesus intended for us. That's why he came flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. Not just that we would know eternal life, but actually that we would know the fullness of everyday life. That you wouldn't have to feel like you're going through the motions, but, but where's the answers? I'm, I'm going through the ups and downs, the trials of life, but, but where's the hope? Where's the peace? Where's the joy? Where's the security? Well, Jesus came so that we could know that in our everyday lives. He came to bring, the Bible says, good news. He came to bring freedom, came to bring forgiveness, came to bring joy, hope, healing, and to bring the purposes of God from heaven to earth. Though there's a, a heavenly purpose, not just for our earth, but there's a heavenly purpose for your life. For you to not have to feel like you're scrambling around looking for answers, looking for security here, looking for happiness there. But actually when you connect your life to the source of life, we understand that there's this greater purpose that is going on. See, mankind, mankind had lost their way. Humankind that was designed to be in relationship with God had gone looking around for answers in all of the wrong places, trying to find a figure a way to get back to God, figure a way to get back to that joy, that peace, that security. And it seemed, at the end of the Old Testament, it seemed like there was no way. There'd been years, hundreds of years of silence, hundreds of years of searching, and it seemed like there was no way until that baby came. And Jesus made a way for us. He made a way for those who were lost to be found, those who were in darkness to come into light. So if we want to experience this life, Jesus went on to say in John chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus himself said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So we want to experience this joy, this peace, this purpose, then we need to come into relationship with the one who created life in the first place. And that's why Jesus came to dwell amongst us. It's why he came to move into the neighborhood, to make a way for us. And that's why we celebrate Christmas. That's why we're doing all that we're doing. That's why this time of year is so significant for us, not just because it's a tradition that we do these services and we sing these songs, but we're celebrating the fact that the way was made for us at Christmas to experience the best gift that could ever have been given, the gift of a life with God, the gift of a life filled with hope, joy, peace, and purpose. Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. And for some of you this morning, when you hear those words, Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, for some of you, that's, that's the words that you remember 
at Christmas. Like, oh, yeah, I, I've totally forgotten. Amongst all of the chaos, everything else that was going on, the traditions, the trees, the jumpers, the turkey, I kind of forgot that that's, that was the thing. Jesus Emmanuel, yeah, that, that rings a bell. And for some of us, that's what Christmas is, a time to remember and go, okay, yeah, I remember. For others of us this morning, for hundreds in this room, when we talk about Jesus Emmanuel, God with us, that's not something we remember. It's something we get the joy of experiencing every day. That it's not just a once a year tradition. It's a daily joy that we can experience that God is with us every day. In every twist and turn of life, in every high moment and low moment, we know that God is with us. And it's when you take that tradition of Christmas and it becomes a truth in your life that it can transform your life. And hundreds of people in this room this morning could tell their story of how when it moved from tradition to truth, it brought about a transformation. They might look the same, but they live with a different outlook. They live with a different source of peace, a different source of joy, a different source of hope. Doesn't doesn't mean that they avoid of the difficulties and the twists and turns of life, but it means that in every moment they can know, Emmanuel, God is with me. And when you know that God is with you, transforms the way that you live your life. I wonder if we can close our eyes this morning, just right across this room. Let's just take a moment to reflect here. To move perhaps from a moment of remembrance to for some of you maybe a moment of transformation. Where you say, yeah, okay. I've been trying to do this in, in this life in my own terms. I've been trying to achieve joy, peace, security, purpose. I, I was looking for it in this source, didn't find it. I was looking for it in that relationship, didn't find it. I was looking for it in this bank balance, in this, in this career climb, in this whatever it is. And I, and I still came out missing something. And that's because you didn't connect your life to the one who created life and longs for you to know the fullness of life. So as every head's bowed, every eye's closed here. And maybe there's some people in this room that today want to start their journey. Their journey of of knowing that fullness of life that is only found through not remembering a baby that was born, but accepting Christ into their hearts. So I'm going to give an opportunity in about 30 seconds that if that's you, you say, I want to start that journey today. I'm going to ask in a moment if you'd raise your hand. We're not going to call you out. We're not going to point you out. We're just going to give an opportunity to say, yeah, I want to accept Christ into my life. And afterwards, if you're interested, somebody can come and give you a Bible and offer to pray with you and help you start this incredible journey. So as every head's bowed, every eye's closed, if there's anybody today, you say, yeah, I'm done with the traditions. I want the truth done with trying to do it in my own way. I want to know the God way of life. Would you just raise your hand and hold it high for a moment? That's really good. Anybody else this morning? You say, yeah, now's my time. That's really great. Thank you. Yeah, over here. God, we want to thank you this morning for what Christmas truly means. God, we thank you that you made a way for us that you left the beauty of heaven to enter the broken world of humanity because you loved us enough to make a way for us to know that joy, that peace, that love, that purpose and security. Would you help us this Christmas not to just go through the motions, but to truly remember the transformational meaning of Christmas? Why don't we stand this morning, church? Thank you for listening to this podcast from Influence Church. 
For any more information, visit our website, influencechurch.co.uk. Influence Church, empowering you to make a difference in your world for the kingdom of God.